0: Welcome back to fantasy hockey picks and bets right here on Mayo Media Network. I'm your host Jay Khan, taking a look at NHL bets and DraftKings plays for Thursday, March 31st. We have nine games to break down, but before we do that, remember to give the show a like and subscribe to Mayo Media Network if you haven't done so already. Leave a comment with your favorite NHL bet for Thursday night all right let's get into it we kick things off with an all-canadian matchup a game i'll will actually be in attendance for as well the toronto maple leafs hosting the winnipeg jets the leafs are minus 205 favorites in this game the jets are plus 175 on the money line the over under is at six uh, the jets will be playing the second half of a road back-to-back not the most difficult of a back-to-back but they are in buffalo on wednesday night they go into buffalo with wins in four of their last five games, including two straight overtime wins. So they've been winning games. They haven't looked amazing or dominant doing so, but they're finding a way to sort of stay in this playoff conversation. The playoffs are looking like a long shot, but if the Jets can string together some sort of win streak maybe they have a chance to pull this thing off the Leafs on the other hand are coming off a pair of very impressive wins against teams in their division they beat Florida 5-2 on Sunday and they put up six goals in Boston on Tuesday just a really dominant effort on the road in Boston against the team that had been playing some really good hockey Austin Matthews is one goal away from 50. So there's a good chance he could get that on Thursday night. Peter Morazik left last game with an injury. And as we know, Jack Campbell is already out. So I would expect the Leafs to have no choice but to go to Eric Schalgren in this game, who's been relatively good in a small sample size so far as, as a pretty unknown goaltender. In terms of the line, I think it's pretty fair uh, towards the Maple Leafs. Uh, They obviously deserve to be favorites in this game, and especially with the Jets playing the second half of the back-to-back. But this does feel like a game that the Jets are going to get up for. They always seem to get up for games against the Maple Leafs. So I think with their position in the playoff standings, it's not like you're going to catch them napping. They'll be ready to play this game. No Kyle Connor for the Winnipeg Jets as well as he is now on the COVID list. Yeah, that's popping back up again, guys on the COVID list. So that's a huge loss for the Jets. I think I would rather look towards the total here and play the over six, just with the goaltending issues for the Maple Leafs with Shalgren having to start, the Jets playing the second half of a back-to-back. I could see this one being a 4-3, maybe even a 5-4 type game on Thursday so I'm going to look towards the over six and if I'm in attendance I'm going to be rooting for goals so I I got to play the over six here between the Leafs and the Jets next up and this is going to be a theme by the way as we sort of go through these games just big big heavy favorites in almost every single game we're going to talk about and this one is no different the Carolina Hurricanes are minus 400 favorites with Montreal coming in at plus 300 the over under is up at six for this game the Habs have been competitive lately but ultimately they just don't have the talent to match up against these top teams they've lost four of their last five games including giving up seven goals to the Panthers on Tuesday I would avoid Habs props here, that meaning shot props, goal props, anything like that. Carolina just does such a good job of suppressing shots and suppressing uh suppressing chances. So I think it's going to be tough for Montreal to get much going on Thursday night. The Canes are 3-0-2 in their last five games and are back to playing some really good hockey. They lost in overtime to Tampa on Tuesday but that was a tricky spot for them. They were on the second half of a back-to-back. They'd played in Washington the night before. They return home now where they've just been dominant this season, 24-5-4 and on home ice for the Canes. I think they roll in this game. I'm not going to touch them at minus 400. I just think that that's a silly price to play in NHL games. But if you're building some sort of party parlay on Thursday night, I think you're probably safe to throw the Canes in that parlay. I just don't see how Montreal is going to be able to get much going on the canes, unless they just lay a total egg. So it'll be a canes or pass for me in this game. Next up, the heavy chalk continues here. Boston, big favorites against the New Jersey Devils coming into Boston. It's minus 270 for the Bruins on the money line. The Devils are plus 215. The over-under is up at six for this game. The Devils have been off since Sunday when they beat the Habs, so they'll be well-rested for this game. A few days off between games. Don't love going against the Bruins for shot props, but I do really like Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt right now, and I still think that they're worth a look, even though Boston does do a pretty good job defensively. I think those guys could hit their overs. Boston has been one of the best teams in the league in the month of March, but they were thoroughly dominated by the Leafs on Tuesday. So you can just kind of chalked that up to they were due for a, a clunker game, but it was a little bit concerning the way they got dominated outside of that game. They've been very good though. Should be able to bounce back here as they continue to jostle in the Atlantic. Now I say the Bruins should be able to, to bounce back, but if you're, if you're looking for an underdog out of these early slate games and you're going to see some big underdogs, I think the devils could be a frisky live dog here a few days off between games. They've played relatively well recently. Jack Hughes continues to look better and better. They have the offensive pieces, I think they could challenge Boston in this game. I don't love it. It's not a bet that I, I would make and put a, a you know a big amount on, but Devils at plus two fifteen. I think I'll give that a long look throughout the course of the day on Thursday. Next up, another big favorite theme of the night the Florida Panthers minus 350 favorites on home ice with Chicago coming in at plus 270 on the money line and the over under is up at seven yes the total of seven for this game it even opened at seven uh not, odds not messing around with Florida Panthers totals or Blackhawks totals for that matter uh, Chicago has blown back to back big leads they gave up a three goal lead to Vegas on Saturday and they let a four nothing lead slip away versus Buffalo on Monday they've been playing very loose they've got a lot of young kids in the lineup hitting the over in most of their games lately they've given up 22 goals over their last five games the Panthers just seem like a nightmare matchup for a Blackhawks team that can't keep the puck out of their net they've won four of their last five games and are coming off a seven goal performance against the Habs Claude Giroux has fit in nicely as uh, so far as expected tricky for shot props though the Panthers if you've been following them recently they're just so deep and they have so many different guys that can sort of have that big night that you've got like six seven eight guys that you all think could hit their over now not all of them are going to get there although Florida does have games where they can throw 45 to 50 shots on net and a bunch of guys can hit it Drew and Huberto have been good for me lately I think their prices are pretty fair for their over two and a half props so I would look to those guys you could go so many different areas with it though ben, Bennett, Reinhardt, Duclair, even Verhage, some of these guys um, have good chances in good spots to hit that over. But I would lean towards Giroux and Huberdeau before I would go anywhere else. Um for this game. I, I think the Panthers are gonna roll. I think you could actually play the over seven. I mean, it is it is feasible. I'm ju- I'm just not gonna get there to have to hope for eight goals in a game. I think there's other plays that I would rather make uh, w- with these totals starting to catch up. So Panthers win, they roll in this game. We'll move on. The next game we got a rematch actually. It's the New York Islanders hosting the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Isles minus 190 on the money line, the Jackets plus 165. The over-under is up at six for this game. Rematch of Tuesday, like I said, when the Isles beat the Jackets 4-3 in Columbus. The Jackets have actually lost four in a row now, but they've been close in each of their last three games. Zach Wierenski missed the game on Tuesday and is being called day-to-day, so he may be back in for this one, but that's a big name for Columbus. The Isles have... Played really well in the month of March. One of the best teams in the NHL. And Brock Nelson seems to score every single game. He's just been money on the shot prop, even the goal prop lately. Uh, Semyon Varlamov started Tuesday's game in one. So I would expect them to go back to Ilya Sorokin here. I think you could play the Jackets if you're looking for a, a live dog here. Plus 165. I understand the Islanders have been playing well. I, I like where their game's at right now. But I think beating the same team, playing the same team, twice in a row. Oftentimes we see that team that lost the first game come back and win the next game. And I, I think Columbus is is feisty enough to take a stab at the plus 165. So that's where I'll be going with this one. Probably play some shot props, go back to Brock Nelson, maybe Bjorkstrand, even Gus Nyquist, who usually sits at over one and a half. If you can catch a sneaky uh, Nyquist shot prop, he has actually been quite good going over that one and a half. That's been something I've been riding lately on the Columbus side of things. Next up, we've got probably the best game of the night. We actually don't have a, a huge heavy favorite in this game the minnesota wild are minus 120 favorites light favorites on home ice with pittsburgh coming in at plus 100 on the money line the over under is up at six and a half for this game, the pens are entering a really tough part of their schedule as they play a home and home with Colorado after this. And then they go to MSG to face the Rangers who've beaten them twice recently outside of those two losses to the Rangers. The pens have been good though. I mean, they put up an 11 spot on the red wings over the weekend. So it's been a, a weird sort of up and down last week or so for the penguins. One of the best road records of note here in the NHL 21, eight and five, the pens have been really good away from Pittsburgh this year. The wild on the other hand have really, Really turn things around seven game win streak coming into this one. Cam Talbot has been on a heater between the pipes and Marc-Andre Fleury has won both of his starts since coming over via trade. One guy to keep an eye on and uh, he's, he's no secret name here, but Kirill Kaprizov has been money with goals in four straight games, going over his three and a half shot prop in six of his last seven games. So you're starting to have to pay a little bit of juice for that over three and a half, but Kaprizov has been absolute money lately. This is a tough game for me. I really think you can make a strong case for either side. Pittsburgh's going to want to bounce back um, after a couple losses recently, and they haven't exactly been playing their best. So, getting plus money with the Pens, I could see why some people would go there, but. Tough to fade the Wild right now. Seven-game win streak. They just seem to be rolling. They've been really good on home ice this year. So if I had to give a lean here, it would be towards the Wild at only minus 120. I think that's a pretty fair price to pay for them on home ice here. So I'll continue to, to ride with the Wild if I play anything in this game next up we're back to heavy favorites here the colorado avalanche minus 320 on home ice with the sharks coming in at plus 250 on the money line the over under is up at six and a half here the sharks will be playing on the second half of a road back to back as they're in arizona on wednesday night they've actually won three of their last four going into that game against the as well logan couture is also expected to return to the lineup on wednesday so i'm assuming he'll be in for this game as well James Reimer is getting the call on Wednesday night. So the Yotes will go to Capo or the Sharks, sorry, will go to Capo Kakanen here as Reimer gets the call against the Yotes. The Avs lost Nathan McKinnon to a hand injury and there is fear. It could be serious, although he has been practicing, he's he's been working out. So it doesn't sound like it's going to be uh, long term, but long term, it wouldn't be a concern for me short term. I'm not worried about this team whatsoever. Even without Nathan McKinnon, they are absolutely loaded. And Big Val Nachuskin continues to get huge minutes and be one of the more underappreciated players in the entire National Hockey League. So I still think the Avs are fine, even without Nathan McKinnon, if it is for a short period of time. And I think they roll in this game. They're they're coming off a nice win against Calgary a couple nights ago. San Jose is going to be playing the second half of a back-to-back. I just think they're going to be outmatched in this one. By the abs so if you wanted to take the abs puck line throw them in some money line parlays I, th- I think they roll in this game even with no nate in the lineup next up we've got a possible second round preview here two teams in the pacific division that are um up at the top as as i record this right now our first and second things could change on wednesday night though a tough spot here for the kings it's calgary hosting the kings flames are minus 285 favorites on home ice the kings are plus 225 on the money line on the road is really tricky spot for the king's second half of a road back to back after playing in edmonton on wednesday night they're severely banged up on the back end and they've been treading water for a while sort of playing win one lose one right now which is probably good enough for them to lock down a playoff spot but they got to be careful they don't string a bunch of losses together and end up letting teams like vegas back into this thing victor arvidson has been back the last few games and the kings are still very deep up front so what they're lacking on the back end right now They can make up for with a very deep lineup up front. The uh, downside is Calgary is just as deep, if not deeper than the, than the, uh, the Kings are up front as well. And the flames are coming off a home loss to the abs on Tuesday. They played well enough to win that hockey game Darcy Kemper had to make 44 saves in the win for Colorado like I mentioned Calgary is just very deep they've been going with a second line lately of Andrew Mangiapani, Michael Backlund and Tyler Toffoli to go along with their excellent top line so I'm loving that top six for the Flames right now they can generate a lot of offense they're really good defensively I like the Kings a lot and seeing this price beside their name entices me All the time, but it's just such a brutal spot for them on the second half of a back to back after facing Edmonton on Wednesday. So I got to pass on the Kings, even though it is a really tempting price. And I think the Flames find a way to win this one, but I could see the Kings hanging around, making it difficult on the Flames. Last game on the card Dallas in Anaheim again to take on the Ducks. The Ducks are plus 145 home dogs, and Dallas is 165. A minus minus one sixty-five on the money line, same time, same place as their game on Tuesday. So we just saw this exact matchup. Dallas wasn't overly convincing for 40 minutes, but they did play well in the third period to take a three, two victory. They were trailing by a goal going into the third period and they found a way to get it done. These are important points for the stars as they cling to the final wildcard spot in the West. So it's very crucial that they get the job done here against the team that's out of the playoff conversation. Anaheim has now lost 10 games in a row uh and their once surprisingly good season is just completely fizzled out from a motivational standpoint the stars certainly have the edge here but you have to think there is some pride for the Ducks to end this losing streak like i know they're playing out the string and the season once looked good and now it's kind of fallen uh you know fallen to pieces for them but you don't no one wants to lose 10 in a row so at some point they're going to break out of that losing streak maybe it's thursday night it can be difficult to beat the same team twice so I'd give a look towards the Ducks at plus 145, but I really don't love it. It's it's a tough team to trust. It's a tough team to back right now. If you're looking for shot props on the Dallas side of things, I think you go to Joe Pavelski, Rope hints a couple guys on the top line that seem to be generating a lot of chances for Dallas lately. As for DraftKings, the top of the board's really interesting with Nathan McKinnon and Kyle Connor out. That leaves two very expensive players, Austin Matthews at $9,300 and Sasha Barkov at $8,900. Then there's an $1,100 gap to the next closest in Kirill Kaprizov and Kale Makar. so you got to sort of make that decision. Do you want to play one of those really expensive guys? If I if I do, I would go with Matthews over Barkov. I would prefer him in that situation. He's just four hundred dollars more than Barkov. I would rather go with Austin Matthews there just for his goal scoring ability. But I'm fine fading both of those guys going for more of a balanced build. I think you could really squeeze in a lot of good players on Thursday night. And obviously, you could look at some different stacks because there's so many big favorites and teams that should run it up in terms of the scoreboard. You could look at the Bruins against the Devils. Brad Marchand's only 7,000 flat, which I think is a pretty fair price. You could go to Taylor Hall and Jake DeBrusque if you're looking for some sort of secondary options on Boston uh, to fill out your lineup. Obviously, the Panthers are going to be popular against the Blackhawks the way that they're conceding goals right now. Jonathan Huberto at 6,800 just feels like an egregious price. So I'm going to guess he's going to be really popular on Thursday, but I like Huberto there. Claude Giroux at 5,300, probably another player that's going to be chalky, but might end up being good chalk on Thursday. Uh, They look like value. There's plenty of other Panthers you could take a shot on, too. So if you feel like those guys are going to be uh, too highly owned, you want to pivot, there's some other guys I think that could have a big night Against the the Chicago Blackhawks, and I want to mention Colorado as well. I already talked about them a little bit earlier, but with no McKinnon in there, Naz Kadri at sixty nine hundred, Miko Ranton at sixty seven hundred. These guys are going to be driving a lot of play. And my guy, Big Val Michukskin, at fifty two hundred dollars, he's going to be in a couple of my lineups for sure on Thursday night. He is playing big, big minutes for Colorado and making them count. That'll be it for me today. Remember to give the show a like on the way out, and good luck with your bets and your lineups. Thank you all for watching or listening, and I'll catch you all next week.